With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the High Spot Podcast. serious for a minute without being interrupted excuse me what I said excuse me what the measuring stick just changed around here buddy you're looking at it we don't just set the bar we We are are the the bar. bar making their way to the ring Talking about the world of professional wrestling, the team of Jeff Martin and the trendsetter, Brian Perga, the Jersey Wrecking Crew. Do I have everybody's attention now? Now, now. You're listening to the High Spot Podcast. We are the Jersey Wrecking Crew, and you can listen to us on the Cheap Pops Podcast Network. I am Jeff Martin, alongside the trendsetter Brian Berg. You can follow us on all our social media platforms at High Spot Podcast. Trendsetter, so much wrestling to talk about. Let's get started. How you doing, first and foremost, my man? I am so excited, man. Looking forward to this episode. We have so little to do and so much time. No, wait, one second. Reverse that. We have so much to talk about and so little time. Still that from Willy Wonka there. Excited because, you know, we have the members of the crew here listening to the High Spot Podcast, the Jersey Wrecking Crew, which we thank you guys so much. You guys can be listening to this episode also on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. It only takes a couple seconds, guys. You can also check out this episode on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. And, of course, we've got Marty Elias, Lucha Underground premieres next Wednesday, June 13th on LRA Network. So he's going to talk about Lucha Underground. And we get into so many things in the world of professional wrestling that happened this week, too. So great to uh, get the perspective of a great uh, referee, Marty Elias, too. And he's doing so many things to contend or glow. Uh, and, of course, Lucha Underground, which premieres next week. We're going to get the inside scoop with him. But Trendsetter breaking, of course, this week was finally... This saga is over between Phil Brooks, CM Punk, like you call him, Phil Brooks, and Colt Cabana, and the WWE doctor, Chris Amon, because of vindication, and it feels so good. No more saga, no more drama. It is over as the jury finds in favor of CM Punk and Colt Cabana. All counts filed by, uh, of course, that uh, that famous doctor from that podcast, Dr. Oman, uh, will be cleared and they will have nothing to pay. And it is over for CM Punk as he now heads into the octagon for UFC 225 
And uh, do you think this was weighing on him a lot? Do you think it's finally that it's over now that he can focus on this? And just how tough is it during fight week that you got to deal with this? Well, I'm sure it's great burden and weight lifted off his shoulders, Jeff. Uh, granted, if this was uh, an excuse to why he lost his first fight to Mickey Gall, I would say not really because he wasn't that prepared. So, yeah, it's always great to have that off your mind, especially so close to fight week when fighters are just wanting to prepare and focus on their opponent, focus on what they need to do to cut weight. The last thing you want to worry about is legal uh, uh, matters and worry about attorneys and appearing in court and stuff like that. So I'm sure regardless of what happens at, at UFC 225, I'm sure for CM Punk, he hopes to win, continue his mixed martial arts career with the UFC. Uh, I'm sure a great weight lift off his shoulders, not only for CM Punk, but for AJ Lee as well. Yeah, definitely. Just everybody uh, surrounding that camp. Colt Cabana now can, uh, you know, go on wrestling like out of state too, and he can, you know, do all these bookings that he's had to give up. And basically it's been a – a hit on his wallet as far as professional wise yes. because he's had to stay like in town sometimes and uh, you know that can really put a drain and a burden uh, on one's pocketbook because honestly like you have to do bookings you have to do you but you know this whole case which has been like years now that uh, we've been waiting for finally has a conclusion and I think all sides kind of seem relieved and of course CM Punk and Cole Cabana talked to Nick Houseman of Russell Zone and you know the the look of just like oh thank God this is over with oh, now yeah. and we can focus on our, on our uh, own stuff and of course CM Punk has a date with Mike Jackson uh, in his hometown of Chicago Illinois at the United Center for UFC 225 a welterweight fight you got to think though trendsetter this is going to be his final opportunity because if he were to lose here I, you would think pretty much that, that would be it and I think Dana White's made it clear too that this would be it for CM Punk yeah should he lose. I don't think, and I think we came. It's not even fair to make the assumption, Jeff. It will be his final opportunity. Dana White's made it perfectly clear. I mean, you can't read between the lines. He's made it perfectly clear that if CM Punk loses this fight, then that's it for him. If CM Punk wants to continue on his endeavors into the world of mixed martial arts, he's going to start really towards the bottom and work his way back up. At this point, in this stage in his career of mixed martial arts career, and in terms of age and his lifestyle, who knows how long the body can hold up doing something like this, which is, you know, probably as demanding, or if not, not even the equivalent of professional wrestling, but at the same time, CM Punk's been professionally doing wrestling for so long, and he's just starting in mixed martial arts, so the comparison is, yes, this is his last shot, and he better make the most of it. Well, of course, we're all thinking, it's all in our in the back of our minds, that if he were, for example, lose, and I think a lot of wrestling fans are kind of pulling for him to lose, not uh, not really want him to, but, you know, they're pulling for him because that selfish part of them wants to see him back where he belongs, and that is wrestling ring. And a lot of people are thinking, well, he'd be great for Ring of Honor, he'll be great for Impact Wrestling, could they afford him? We don't know, but everyone wants him back, whether it's New Japan, like I said, uh, we'll get to Dominion in just a few minutes here, but... Everybody kind of wants to see him back in the ring. And then, of course, Nick Houseman, of course, did his job as a as a journalist and asked him, well, now that everything's behind you, now that after your fight with Mike Jackson, are you all in? Now, of course, we all know wrestling is work. We know we're all getting worked. And, you know, CM Punk is probably the best at not showing his hand and not tipping his card. Do you think he truly is not all in? Uh, yeah, I, I feel he is not all in. I really do. Uh, in terms of his wrestling career, uh, and will it continue? Uh, who knows? That's the the cool thing about professional wrestling, as we've known Jeff, the old cliche, and I hate it, you know, never say never, really does apply in this situation. Because even Jeff, in my opinion, even if he does win his his fight at UFC 225, I think if I were CM Punk, that's the goal that you want to accomplish. You want to fight in the UFC and win a fight. And if he did that, he could ride off into the sunset. It wouldn't matter to him anymore because he accomplished the goal he wanted. They set out so many years to do with obviously the whole litigations of what's going on at WWE, 
in the in his mindset too. So it would be a, a way of kind of riding off into the sunset. So uh, yeah, never say never, but I still don't think he's all in. Okay, he's not all in, but do you think there's a future with him in professional wrestling should he lose to Mike Jackson? Oh, of course. There's so many promotions, I would say including WWE, that would love to have him back. I don't know how, how uh, open Realistic. arms realistically that would be because I think those bridges are burned and have been destroyed. And, you know, time heals all wounds, but in this case, time is not in CM Punk's favor. If he were to come back after his UFC fight, uh, you think Ring of Honor, you think New Japan. Uh, you think even Impact Wrestling, would boot, that would be huge for Impact Wrestling to have a star like CM Punk and have the creative control that he always wanted to have in those liberties. So, uh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that he's, he would definitely be a hot commodity in the world of professional wrestling if his MMA career were to come to an end. And, of course, it's all about free agents because now there are some certain free agents, a la Chris Jericho and CM Punk, that could turn the tides, not to say turn it all the way to Ring of Honor's side or Impact Wrestling, but those kind of signings would definitely make, again, and no, no, no pun intended, would make an impact to both those promotions. So if you were to draft, say, a CM Punk to Ring of Honor, where kind of he belongs, this is his home, and you put a Jericho who's got the ties to Don Callis, uh, for Impact Wrestling. It would be very interesting to see the future of wrestling heading into 2019 and late 2018 to see what develops. But I'm pretty sure, though, wrestling now is going to be even more the talk, especially now knowing that Impact Wrestling is going to be on the Jericho Cruise. As we found out, that Chris Jericho made that announcement saying that, you know, the Impact Wrestling, uh, all talks went fine. And it's kind of putting, uh, you know, lining all the dots together. And you see that now that Impact Wrestling is there. That, uh, that um, you know, we're going to talk to Lucha Underground, who's got a lot of guys on Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor, where uh, we just also heard a, a discussion between Bully Ray and Sammy Callahan. These promotions are working together in some sort of way. They're, they're, they have a, an agreement, whether it's a handshake or, or something else. They are working together, and I think that's a good sign for, for, for wrestling. Yeah, it's a great sign. I mean, before I get into how good of a sign it is, it's like I wouldn't believe, Jeff, about a year ago that I would be talking to you about the, the possibility of Chris Jericho maybe joining Impact Wrestling. Because whether, whether it's a small one. I mean, it's a small one. Yeah. But still, the possibility But still, there. because he had gone adamantly interview after interview, especially when he came back and would leave and come back, about he would never work for anybody else besides Vince McMahon, and that was it. Then you saw what happened at Wrestle Kingdom, him working with New Japan and Kenny Omega, him now coming back to New Japan because he's a free agent. He has no ties to the WWE. And now what could possibly happen in a small capacity, like you said, but still, there that is the possibility now. It could happen. In terms of what a great sign it is, Jeff, this is an amazing sign. For the first time that I could ever remember watching and now covering professional wrestling with you, I've never seen all these promotions really work together. We've spoken to certain promoters as well uh, in, in uh, other promotions and talking about it seems like the 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 mindset the culture has changed now where it's not like we're protecting ourselves away from you because we want to beat you in terms of competition it betters us working together because then we're all successful and that's what's happening i mean perfect example what's going on with all in that's to me the equivalent of all the stuff working together everyone's going collectively on the same page to help out the business and further it give the realization jeff that there's something else out there besides wwe yeah, and of course, uh, you talk about All In, and we will be All In for Liberty Weekend in Chicago. Damn we'll right. Be, Say um, that again. We will be All In, damn right, in Chicago for uh, the great event All In. Great to meet Cody uh, at Ring of Honor, the meet and greet. We'll get to that in one so second. So disappointed Farrow wasn't there, though. We'll see Farrow in, yeah. in for Liberty Weekend. I can't Weekend. wait that long, man. If you, if you 
need your Farrow fix, go to Instagram. See some. Yeah, you showed me that. Awesome. I love that dog. But <laughs> we are all in, and we will be there Labor Day weekend. Uh, next week, we'll have an announcement on how to advertise with the Jersey Wrecking Crew for that weekend. So local promoters here in Jersey, if you want to get your name out there and you want to advertise with us, we will have your options next week here. We'll announce it on how you can do that. But the Jersey Wrecking Crew is all in for Labor Day weekend in Chicago, Illinois. Of course, one of the matches there will be Cody and Nick Aldis for the NWA uh, championship the 10 pounds of gold and if Cody is successful to retain well not to retain to regain the uh, Ring of Honor uh, championship against uh, Dalton Castle and Marty Skrull in a triple threat match then both titles will be on the line it'll be title for title but uh, you know we have that going on but just really quick trendsetter what an amazing weekend it was Ring of Honor that Saturday for New York City Excellence I'm telling you man if there's one thing I, I, I think about Ring of Honor, and I take away from it, it's just first class. Yes, first class, professional, and just so much enthusiasm when it comes to not only the talent, the, 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 the people in management, but also the fans as well. I think you posted a video, Jeff, on our Instagram or on your Twitter account or Facebook about you know kind of taking a, a little uh, video of the crowd and the excitement they had for tapings, guys. And, you know, I think Jeff said it pretty um, pretty well when he mentioned that this is what professional wrestling is all about. Now, granted, you know, when you think of the cities, Jeff, like New York and Chicago, for example, those are like the big towns, maybe Philly as well, of, you know, the die hardcores that people would mention. But still, the enthusiasm it never died down and never wavered. The crowd was never out of it. And that just gives a huge testament in terms of, uh, of what type of atmosphere it's like to be at a Ring of Honor event. Uh, again, first class, the matches were amazing. Uh, and, of course, the main event was uh, Adam Page, uh, Hangman, with the Young Bucks against Punch Martinez and the Briscoes. Uh, listen, they know how to do it. New York City has a special feeling. That that building, Manhattan Center, has a special vibe to it uh, and just makes this for a great night of professional wrestling. And we want to thank uh, everyone from Ring of Honor. They were first class with us. Uh, you know, So, uh, really, again, compliments to that whole uh, organization and of course when you have Joe Koff walking around saying you know how you know how's everything you like in the match so far it just shows you man that they are really fan friendly and they really have the fans interest first and foremost yeah the fan friendly like you said they just want to hear from the audience and see what they like and don't like because what they want to do is give the audience everything that they want to see and that just goes kudos to them and shows them not only through us observing it but the fans see that wow these guys mm-hmm. these 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 people really care yeah, and it was awesome to see Cody in there. The fans love him, and they, you know, they want to thank him for All In. But the thing is, for him to tease an All In too and get the crowd excited, thinking that it would be at New York City, and then all of a sudden to turn on them and be like, "There's no way that I would, you know, have All In too uh, in New York City," and then just have the New York crowd turn on him was just amazing too. And uh, again, uh, it was awesome meeting Hangman and Cody at the meet and greets. Uh, a great weekend, a great matchup uh, with all the stars involved. Ring of Honor knows what they're doing. And, of course, Best in the World is June 29th. They're on their live tour, I think, through Texas next week. So definitely, if you get a chance to, there's nothing like watching Ring of Honor live. And I think we've heard that before someplace else. But uh, kudos to Ring of Honor. 
So obviously now we move on to Dominion, which is this week, and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling presents uh, this awesome, awesome event. And of course, whether you guys want to stay up and watch it late night or catch it on the replay, it will be from Osaka, Japan, uh, and it is going to be a tremendous uh, event, headlined, of course, by Omega Okada 4, and of course, uh, Naito and Jericho for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Are you looking forward to Dominion? I'm not looking forward to it. I can't wait for it. I am literally counting the days. And I very rarely, Jeff, mark the days off my calendar unless, like, I was getting ready for a date. And that was, like, back in high school. I'm so excited for this because, you know, granted, yes, Jericho Naito for the Intercontinental Championship is exciting. I am looking forward to it. But I am I would be lying. And I don't lie. The Trent Center never lies, guys. I hope I'm not. so looking for. Well, maybe to you, to you, yes. But to the, to the crew, I never lie to them. I'm so looking forward to seeing Okada Omega 4 because I, I spoke to you about it, Jeff. Could this be the time, the moment, where it actually does happen? I mean, cause Is four it, times a charm? Is the fourth time Maybe, because in my mind, I'm thinking, what's the payoff of having Kenny not successfully beat him? Now, he, he finally did beat him once in the third uh, matchup between the two of them. But could you imagine that it actually happens where he defeats Okada, who's already broken the record for the longest reign, and, you know, he could be the IWGP heavyweight champion. To me, that'd be one of the greatest moments in New Japan history. How awesome would it be if he did win it? And if there was any time to do it, it would be now heading into the G1. It'd be historic, in my opinion. So, I mean, we have that. We've got Naito and Jericho. Again, it's been a war of the words so far between these two, more of Jericho, because he's had a lot to say, a lot of expletives, and he's let them fly. Uh, this new version of Jericho you know, scares me. Chris Swerico, the way he calls himself, too, in his last uh, promo on uh, Naito, is just a few hours away uh, because it is, you know, depending on where you are, it is a few hours away here for Dominion. So looking forward to that. Again, I don't know if I'm going to stay up for it. I know that I can catch the replay when I wake up, but it's going to be an amazing uh, waking up Saturday. Not trying to get the spoilers. Are you going to look for the spoilers, or are you going to try to avoid it until you watch it? I'll probably look at the spoilers. That, yeah. That's yeah, just you me. can't help avoid but it, right? You can't help avoid it because watching it, you're still, you're still looking into it like, all right, who won? Who won? I need to so I can peacefully watch this match. But, uh, man, w w what an event's going to be, Jeff. All right, Trent, let's look at the lineup real quick for Dominion in Osaka, Japan. You've got the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Okada Omega 4. You've also got the Tag Team Championships on the line, the heavyweight ones, as Evil and Sonata take on the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks will move up to heavyweight here for this event, finally get their opportunity at the Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. you got the IWGP Intercontinental Championship with NATO and Jericho. And you've got an amazing six-man tag team match with Rey Mysterio, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tanahashi against the Bullet Club, Cody, Marty Skrull, and Hangman Page, plus so much more. It is going to be an amazing night, and we are just hours away for Dominion in Osaka, Japan. Love the card, Jeff. Excited about it. Just one thing that I don't like about it. The mere fact that the IWGP United States title is not on the line. I mean, if this is going to be a show of shows, and I, I, grant, I get it, it's not Wrestle Kingdom, so it doesn't necessarily have to be on the line. But with Kenny, Jay White, and the prestige you want to give that title, wouldn't it be kind of logical that the title would be on the line? I'm pretty sure that that title will headline uh, the event, the G1, in July. It I better. Understand, I understand your gripe. Of course, you want to see that promoted in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But, you know, with this heavy, 
you know, card right here, it might get lost in the shuffle. So, you, you know, is that what you think it's going to get lost in the it, shuffle? It might get lost in the shuffle too, especially with Jay White, who you know love him. But you know, when you've got Okada Omega and you've got this star-studded lineup, it could get lost in the shuffle. Why not display Jay White more? in New Japan when they go over to the G1 in San Francisco, California uh, in July. So uh, I'm not, you know, that despondent about it. But, of course, Jay White will also be in action as well in the six-man tag. So definitely look out for that one. But Dominion is just hours away. And, again, you cannot miss this one. Naito, Jericho, Okada, Omega. It will definitely be the talk next week here on the High Spot Podcast. But right now, folks, it is time for our interview with Marty Elias. He is talking Lucha Underground. It premieres this Wednesday, June 13th at 8 p.m. on El Rey Network. And, of course, Marty is the senior official for Lucha Underground. But we talk about so much other things. We talk about Glow. We talk about the Contender, which has been rebooted, and he will be a part of that as well. Also talk about so many things like... Uh, Shawn Michaels, like uh, All In. So, once again, it is great to always have Marty Elias back on the High Spot Podcast. And the interview is brought to you by Collar and Elbow. It is an apparel brand founded by Al Snow, mixing wrestling passion with street fashion. From cool-looking headwear to great-looking men's and women's shirts, check out the entire spring fashion line by going to CollarXElbowBrand.com and save 10% on your entire online purchase just by entering promo code High Spot Podcast. And now, without further ado, he is the man, the myth, the legend, and it's always a Marty party with Marty Elias from Lucha Underground on the High Spot Podcast. All right, trendsetter, this is more of a Marty party, <laughs> I would say, here on the High Please Spot Podcast. don't ever do that again. Okay, I won't. But uh, joining us right now <laughs> is Marty Elias. He's a senior official for Lucha Underground. He does so many things, wears, wears so many hats. He's uh, He was actually working on The Contender. Uh, he also, was also working on Glow. He does so many things and, again, has time to join us on the High Spot Podcast. Marty Elias, Marty, what is going on, man? Hey, guys, thanks for having me again, man. It's a pleasure to be back, man. It felt like uh, I hadn't been on in a bit. You know, we, we, we last touched base at WrestleCon, and, uh, hey, here we are, man. So, it's, you know, like, let's talk about some good stuff. Yeah, WrestleCon seems like such a long time ago. It seems like a blur. What I was so excited for, I didn't get a chance to tell you, uh, as we spoke before we did this interview, is that I'm so glad you finally got your, your ring gear bag because you were refereeing Supercard of Honor, and we were so excited for you. Yeah, you know, uh, Southwest Airlines, you – you weren't my favorite airline that day. Uh, but they actually lost my bag for about 48 hours. And uh, my first show that I did there was for the crash on Friday morning. And I literally had to referee in my sweatpants that I had worn on the plane to be comfortable. And then they gave me a crash shirt. And luckily, I had black sneakers on. So that's, that's how I refereed for my first show. And, uh, you know, uh, it was an experience. But it was funny because most Lucha Libre referees actually dress and pants like that and shoes or a t-shirt you know so it wasn't that far from what they actually do as a lucha rep so i was like hey this works and it did work and i made it work so mm-hmm. yeah but i finally got my bag and uh, you know i got my gear and stuff in time for uh you know my other shows and you know i, I did the super card on saturday night with uh, ring of honor which was a- an amazing experience and you know I-, I got to do some cool stuff and uh, I-, I hope i get to do more of them we were actually at, we were actually at uh, Ring of Honor uh, this past week uh, in the Manhattan Center, and I'm pretty sure uh, the Manhattan Center holds a you know place in your heart too with, with all the stuff you've done with WWE. And uh, 
uh, just talk about Ring of Honor for a second because we were there and the atmosphere is amazing. Uh, very professional, top notch, very fan friendly. And when you see somebody like Joe Coff walking around asking the fans how everything is, what do they like, uh, just talk about Ring of Honor and your experience uh, when you were uh, refereeing for Supercard. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, great set of people. I mean, they, they literally, and I'm getting goosebumps as I'm saying this, they literally welcomed me with open arms. Open arms. I mean, everybody was so cool. I mean, from management to, you know, Todd St. Clair to Paul, you know, the other referees. I mean, Bobby, the ring announcer and stuff. And, and of course, knowing Daniels, knowing Kazarian, I mean, me and Kazarian literally started together, you know, back in the day. And, you know, of course, knowing Cody, you know, and I remember Kenny being down at uh, Deep South when I first got there, man. So it was like I knew everybody. And then, you know, Bubba and I had known each other through Jericho. And then we started talking about Motley Crue. And, you know, we bonded there with, with Motley music and stuff. And But it was just great, you know. I mean, they really didn't have to um, – give me the matches that they did, but, you know, they said, Hey, you know, they, they gave me four matches, you know, and I, I was really excited about it. And, and one of the things, you know, the, 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 that I'll say is, you know, I just wanted an opportunity to ring of honor. I just wanted to be a part of it. I just wanted to go and show what I could do and, and what I've done. And, you know, I even told ring of honor from the get go. I said, you guys don't have to pay me. I said, I'm already here. I said, I just want to be a part of this. I just want to go have some fun. I want to work for you guys. I've always wanted to do it. It's been on the bucket list. And I told him, I said, you don't have to pay me. I said, I'm going to do this for free, which in the wrestling business, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of stuff happens like that, but I just wanted to be there and be part of the experience. And they, they paid me, you know, and, and I was like, guys, you guys didn't have to. And, and, but they did. And, you know, to that, you know, hats off to them because I was willing to go in there and, and just have fun and just work for them and just have fun with them and, and just be a part of their experience, man, because, it's such a great environment. They're very fan friendly. They, the, everybody in the back, there's no egos. There's nobody top guy, this and that. It was great seeing Cody. It was great seeing Kenny. It was great working with Kazari and the Bucks. I mean, it was great, man. It, it was like I, I, I knew everybody there, and I can't wait to do it again. I mean, if they're listening, Ring of Honor guys, I love you guys. You know, hey, I'm here, so let's do this. Yeah, and you definitely did it, Marty. And, and the mere fact that you're just kind of talking about it right now when you're you're mentioning all the people you had met and you, you kind of rehashed talking to Bubba and Cody and me and everybody you kind of met uh, through the, your career in professional wrestling. So just real quick, going back one more time to uh, to WrestleCon and the whole WrestleMania weekend, which seems like a blur, like I said before, was it more like a high school reunion, meeting everyone you, you, you met and, and meeting new people and new talent? Uh, what was the feeling like for you? I know this was your, that was your first WrestleCon. So what was it like ultimately? the entire experience if you had to kind of put it in a nutshell uh it was maybe two hours of sleep the, the whole weekend damn if right that and <laughs> well new, you orleans, know, new it, orleans has something to do with that too though so <laughs> yeah you know you know but it was great you know i can't wait to do you know, next year's in new york you know because it, it was such a great experience and you know you, you always see people you know and and that's the thing with with being in the business i mean it's a brotherhood and, and you literally you know can't see anybody for six, six months to a year, or you run into somebody, but when you do run into them, I mean, it's like you pick up right where you left off. And, and that's pretty much what it was. I mean, I, I ran into everybody that I've worked with and know, and I, I've met a lot of new talent like Flip Gordon and, and, and a lot of these kids. And, you know, it, it was great, you know, just to see them. And it really blew my mind, you know, because I don't see myself as anybody. I, I really don't. But the fact that so many people knew who I was and, and what I've done and, 
to me, that's just humbling and just like, wow, it just took me aback that people are familiar with my work. I mean, like a lot of the newer kids and stuff. And then just seeing like the steamboats, the DDPs and running into Vicky. And, you know, it, it was just great to, you know, to see all my family, man. And it was just like, this is such a great experience, man. And I wish the wrestling world nothing but the best, especially with everybody who's able to work now via, you know, the, the promotions that are working, like the Aeroluchas, the Impacts, the the uh, Ring of Honors and, and, and that, you know, I mean, it's great to see, you know, that everybody's being prosperous and everybody has an opportunity to work. Now, you talked about reunions. Uh, you returned for another reunion of yourself with Lucha Underground uh, as you guys finished uh, taping season four. So what can we expect from this season? I know you guys moved to a new location and, uh, you know, everyone's excited now because there are a lot of rumors that uh, this would not happen. But uh, in the end, uh, you guys filmed it. And what to what do we expect for season four now for all the Lucha Underground fans? Uh, first off, don't believe all the rumors. Uh, Lucha Underground is not going away. I-, I can tell you that for a fact. Lucha Underground is not going away. Um, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, we did have. Yeah, we did have a new temple. And, you know, things got changed up a little bit, which for me, I think it was a real plus. It gave us a different environment and different vibe. And, you know, it it worked for us. But as far as all the naysayers and us going away and things of that nature, one of the things that I can't reiterate is that it's a TV show. It's not a wrestling promotion. It's a TV show. And with TV comes circumstances like this. You know, it's more of a business model than, than anything else. And, you know, People need to look at that and really take that into consideration before they think Lucha Underground is going away, which we're not. Uh, with that being said, it, it was great to be in a different location. Uh, like I said, it gave us a whole different vibe and it gave us a whole bunch of different avenues to, to, to do stuff. Uh, a lot of twists and turns are coming and a lot of different things are happening that people aren't going to see coming. And what I mean by that, you need to stay tuned and you need to see, you know, the, the, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening in those 22 episodes. And some people may like it. Some people may not. But the thing is, we're keeping everybody on their toes. Put it that way. Well, something we always know, Marty, is you can't please everybody, right? You can't please everybody. And you're not going to please everybody because here's the analogy I like to use. A lot of people like chocolate cake. A lot of people like coconut cake. You know, you can either have one or the other. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's a bad cake. It's just that that's your preference. So, if some people like it, that's great. If they don't, that's cool too because, you know, they have all their other alternatives like a Ring of Honor, like an Impact or, or whatever they're doing. You know, so it's what people like. It's their taste and, and what they want to, you know, tune into. If they tune in, that's great, man. We, we love them. I mean, we love our believers. But if they don't want to turn in and they get turned off by something, all you need to do is turn the channel. That's all you need to do. Marty, obviously you've been, uh, you know, refereeing uh, for a while now, and obviously you're very uh, much involved in here in Lucha Underground being the senior official. Give us a scouting report. Is there somebody that we should be on the lookout that nobody knows yet? Is there somebody to keep an eye on uh, for this season, someone that's going to surprise, or someone that made towards the end? May not, not give us, like, an inside scoop, but just give us a tease of who's going to be the talk after the season's over, maybe. Ricky Mundo. Yeah. Yeah, Ricky Mundo. Okay, we will. Uh, Ricky Mundo. What what impresses you uh, uh, about him? He is a student of the game. He listens and he learns, and he applies what he learns. 
you know, as far as character, as far as work rate in the ring and just overall character. I mean, you know, you know, the kid is, I mean, from the time, you know, he, he came in, I mean, to the way he's evolved to, to where he is today. I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to be surprised, you know, uh, on a lot of the, the stuff that's happening in season four, but I'm, I'm real happy for him and, and I can't wait to see people just, you know, really enjoy what he uh, is doing. You brought up a great point, Marty, when you're like, you know, he, he listens and he learns and he applies what he's taught in terms of the information that's given to him. And very, very rarely nowadays, you know, you know, everybody thinks they know everything. They, they can't leave their ego at the door. They're not willing to learn because they feel they know it all type of scenario. But again, also in that same mindset, some people are so afraid because you can be giving incorrect advice as well. So where do you think the balance lies between something like that? For example, you know, use Ricky as an example. You know, w- you know, what's the best approach to, to learning and filtering all that information? Because sometimes through experiences, especially not just in this business, but any business, uh, a lot of people could be giving you the wrong type of advice. Yeah, and, and you know what it is. You know, a lot of people are trainers. A lot of people are trainers. But what separates trainers from being great trainers is that those trainers are great teachers. And, and, and that's the, the difference. And, you know, I, I see that a lot is that some guys are great trainers, but there's some guys who are great teachers. And when you sit down as a teacher and you break stuff down, the psychology and you break down why you're doing something or why you're not doing something or why you're selling like this or why you want to do that. I think that's what separates a lot of people is that sometimes people are just training and saying, okay, you know, hip toss, you know, clothesline, whatever. Whereas you say, okay, we're going to do this hip toss, we're going to do this clothesline for this reason. And what you do is you break it down into a one, two, three, four. And, and, and you give the psychology of why you're going to do it this way. And when you break it down like that, I think people are more susceptible to, to learn and, and, and to grasp it instead of saying, okay, do a hip toss, do a clothesline. You know, because you can tell anybody that, but if you're not telling them why and breaking it down, I think that's what separates people from learning and not learning. So me, as, as somebody who loves the business and, and has been doing it for a bit, and being able to work with all these excellent people, it's just what I've learned from the greats is like, this is how you do it. And this is why those guys are at that level. And this is why they continue to be at that level, because they're great teachers and they learned and they stuff has been broken down. Whereas people just want to go in and do flippity doo and they want to do circus soleil. That's not wrestling. Telling the story is. Lucha Underground premieres next Wednesday, June 13th, 8 p.m. Eastern on L Ray Network. Talking to Marty Elias, of course, senior uh, official for Lucha Underground. Uh, let's talk about, for example, now we were talking before the expansion kind of, or, or maybe the, the, wrestlers and the organizations helping each other out you've got johnny impact johnny mundo going to impact wrestling you've got sammy callahan now making a uh, a name for himself also in impact wrestling talk about taya as well going to impact wrestling and this 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 idea that it's not about like not helping each other out as promotions or shows and uh and actually you know contributing to one another and making wrestling great uh, as far as uh, cooperating with one another, just your thoughts on them making a name for themselves on Impact and other promotions, and just the growth of wrestling in general uh, on the independent scene. Yeah, it's great, you know. And, and and like I said earlier, I mean, if people can go out and work and make a living and and not just re- 
you know, just re- rely on just going to WWE. I mean, WWE is a great gig. I mean, you know, there's no doubt about it. You know, that's that's the whole, you know, end all be all is WWE. We all know that. But at the same time, people still need to make a living. And if people can work together and cooperate and exchange talent, whether it be AAA, Impact, you know, I, I just seen something today that Jericho posted that Impact is uh, going to be on the Jericho's, which is cool. Yeah. You know, and Ring of Honor is going to be a part of that. And you got other stuff that's happening. So, you know, to see everybody working together like that and, and, and not holding people back because the fact that, you know, this is my promotion and, you know, you can't use my top guy, whatever. But there's different markets for it, you know. So Ring of Honor doesn't run in California all the time. So when they do run in California, I mean, you know, you know, like they could use different people. If they run in Florida, I mean, they can use different people there. Same thing with Impact. I mean, if they're doing different things like that, you know, all, all I can say, it's a win-win for everybody. I mean, just like Phoenix went back to, to AAA. Conan went back to AAA. So never say never. You know, when, when you have everybody working together like that, I think it's just a real positive uh, impact, no pun intended, for everybody who's involved because everybody gets along, everybody – has one goal, and that's to make a living and to to, to, to be prosperous, man. And and if people aren't going to be able to do that and work together, then I think you know everybody just should just give it up now because without everybody cooperating together and saying, you know what, this is a business, we're all in it, let's work together and, and let's everybody get over, let's everybody make money. It's a win-win situation. Do you think the days of everybody worrying about their spot and not wanting, you know, the competition feel like, you know, where people, most talent would always talk about, you know, it being the wild, wild west and you have to look out for yourself and you're going to do anything you can to keep somebody else down so they don't take your time. I think a lot of that's fading right now because from our experience and basically covering this this business that we love since we we're kids for two straight years, it seems really now that for the most part, for the most part, like you just said, everybody really feels like they want to help each other out right now because by helping each other out, they all succeed. Yeah. And, and you know what, that, that's a very old school mentality, you know, where guys don't want to put certain guys over or guys don't want to lose their spot or anything like that. Well, well here's the thing. If you're not working hard and you're not growing as an individual, as a performer, then of course somebody else who's doing that is going to take your spot because that's what the people want. A lot of people forget that wrestling is based off of what the people want. It's not what you're trying to shove down their throat. It's what they want, you know. So if people were asking for this guy or that girl or this whatever, that's what you give them, you know. Whereas guys wanted to protect their spot, I get that. I really do. But at the end of the day, it's all about doing business, and it's all about doing what's best for business. And you hear that a lot. But at the same time, is it relevant now? Not like it was 10 years ago, five years ago. Because everybody is saying, look, you know, we can all make money together and we can all do okay. But the days of guys, you know, protecting their spot, I think that's that's over and done with, man. It's like if you're drawing, you're drawing. If you're not, then the next guy is. And that's how I see it. You were talking about beforehand that uh, uh, wrestling promotions, you could have started one uh, this past weekend because you were part of a uh, royal wedding. <laughs> talk about that. Talk about how much of a blast it had to be. You talk about reunions at WrestleCon. That had to be another reunion with all uh, all the wrestlers there. You you kind of kidded that you could have uh, started your own wrestling promotion right there, right then and there. Yeah, the royal wedding was amazing. I And again, you know, I, I'm very humbled when, when stuff like this happens, you know, because – I was sitting there and I was going like, wow, man, this is, 
this is kind of cool, man. I mean, it, it just the who's who of, of who was there. I said, you know, with all the talent we have in this room, I mean, man, I mean, this is probably a, a great, a, a great talent roster, man. I mean, you know, you had the Miz, you had Dolph, you had Zack Ryder, you had Johnny, you had Taya, you had Ray Masir, you had Conan, you had DDP, you had Mr. 450, you had uh, Heather Monroe, you had Douglas James, you had Strickland, uh, you had Famous B, you had Carlito, you had Chavo, you had me. Uh, I mean, dude, I mean, it was endless, man, but it was such an honor to be there because I've known Johnny for years and years, and, and Johnny and I have been boys for a long time, man, and, and to see his happiness and, and, and to see, you know, Taya, I mean, you know, as the bride and groom, I mean, it, it was such a great wedding. I mean, everybody was so happy for them. I mean, it, it was such a family environment, man. Everybody was just so happy to see each other for this great, great uh, event. I mean, it was great, you know, to be a part of it. And, you know, it, 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 RVD was there, you know, Phoenix oh, was there, Daga was there. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to think. I was like, who else is there? Oh, uh, <laughs> Chad Gaspar was there. Katie Forbes was there. Um, who else was there? Uh, Damian Sandow. All right. He Damian was there. Sandow. You know, so, I mean, dude, I mean, it was literally a who's who. I mean, Marty DeMoss was there. PJ Black was there. You know, it just, Dario Cueto was there. I mean, it was insane the amount of talent there, you know, that we could have started our own promotion there just with those people there. Uh, and, can you, and, and done very well. And can you imagine the stories being told? I love wrestling yeah, stories, part, especially stories time on the road. Yeah. I could have had a ball just sitting there being a fly on the wall. Uh, I'm assuming uh, many tears were shed during this wedding. Yeah, but, you know, it was tears of joy, tears of happiness, man, because, like, for me, I, I was really happy to see Johnny finally, you know, find his bride and find his girl, man, and he's happy, and, and you know, to see what Taya brings to his life and to see what, you know, she brings to his life, man. I'm just so happy for these guys. I mean, I love them to death, and, you know, I, I just want the best for them, man. It, it was so great to be a part of this magical event, magical night. You know, now, of course, he's returning to Impact uh, for Slammiversary, and he's also going to be on Survivor. It's great right now that, for example, you know, back in the day, the wrestlers were worried about, you know, business as far as like in the ring and you know getting their pay but now it seems like there's more mainstream for for wrestling as far as like again johnny impact on survivor uh you know and uh you know chris jericho doing his thing uh mainstream and john cena doing his thing uh with movies talk about just wrestling it's in general the rock too the, well the rock is the rock I mean, that's <laughs> a separate, uh you know stratosphere but talk, talk about wrestling being mainstream now i mean right now it's so crazy to see how how the general public is, is, is uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Except, How the general public is embracing yeah. pro wrestling and wrestlers and, and, and not just them just being, you know, dumb pro wrestlers, you know, because unfortunately that, 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 that's been the perception through Hollywood or just through any type of legitimate, you know, business because, you know, it was always these, these wrestlers, these muscle heads or whatever. But now, I mean, it's funny because Chavo and I were talking about this, that, a lot of people now in Hollywood really appreciate the work ethic of, of pro wrestlers because the work ethic that we have as wrestlers and, and people being in the wrestling business is that, you know, you work your butt off. You really do, especially when you get to WWE, that work ethic that Vince has you on. I mean, it's just like, you know, that, that just comes second nature. So when you go on these Hollywood sets, everybody's like, Oh, you know, a oh, wrestler or this and that. But then you, you prove yourself there and they go, wow, these guys kick ass. You know, these guys show up early, they stay late, 
to get their shit done. And it's like, wow, these guys really hump it, man. And that's what people today are seeing from a Hollywood point of view is that wrestlers have a work ethic to them that is by far the best in the business. You're, you're never going to see a pro wrestler sit on his ass. And I can tell you that. And that's the perception that's being changed right now from my point of view. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely uh, more mainstream and especially uh, towards the future, too. Of course, uh, the the business in general is going to, you know, prosper. Um, uh, now let's let's get to some questions here, uh, Marty, because not only uh, do we have you here for Lucha Underground, too, but, you know, your wrestling knowledge is uh, so vast that uh, we just want to get your opinion on some things. Uh, so we find out that Shawn Michaels is open to another match. He uh, says that it has to be the right thing and it has to be like a one-time thing. But just your thoughts of uh, Shawn Michaels maybe getting back in the ring one more time. He did kind of open the door uh, with the recent interview. Would you think that that would be a wise idea or would you want to see him back in the ring for one more time? Well, A, that's news to me. B, I better be the damn referee. <laughs> and uh, I... Knowing Sean, I mean, I, I would really, would I like to see it? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, you got to figure that, you know, I mean, it's been almost 10 years since he retired and stuff, and there's a lot of people have heard about the myth, the man, the legend. And, you know, for, for people to, to see him one last time, I mean, you know, that, that would be great because he would really show the kids how to do it. You know, and, and that would be, but of course it would have to be main event WrestleMania because you couldn't do WrestleMania without Mr. WrestleMania, the showstopper, you know, uh, if he does it, you know, like I said, I want to be the referee, man, you know, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do it for free. You know, WWE, Sean, if you're listening guys, I'll do it for free, man. I'll be there for you, brother. But, uh, well, listen, I mean, listen, if, listen, with their deal that they signed with SmackDown live, don't be working for free for them, man. You don't have to. <laughs> exactly. You, you I don't, don't have to. They can afford to, you. But it's, Sean, but, it's, but it's Sean Michaels. Yeah, I I'll do you. it for Sean. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it for Sean. I'll do it for Sean. Well, uh, but, you know, that's that's very interesting. I mean, if he does it, you know, more power to him. Put it this way. Whatever Sean Michaels does, then I'm supporting him 100%. Oh, no, yeah, me too, without question. I would love to see Sean Michaels. The fan of me would love to see him back in the ring again. He, he went on in that interview saying that, you know, if he does decide to do that, if everything worked itself out, you know, don't expect Mr. WrestleMania what he once was 10 years ago because that just doesn't make much sense. And Although I, if I anybody would, could know, do it. I wouldn't it. put it past him to, to be that guy and yeah. all of us to be like, whoa, he didn't lose a step even, you know, in his 50s, you know? Yeah, but even that well, being well, said, Jeff, Marty, what would you, I mean, you were there with him and The Undertaker. What other superstar could you see him with right now for a final, like, swan song? Would you want him to be with? Who I would want him to be with? Ah, if anybody, if anybody who could really do it for for HBK, and, and I'm just going off the cuff right here, man. Mm -hmm. There, there's one guy who I think would just be like they would tear it up, and that would be AJ Styles. Yeah, completely agree with you. That would be AJ. That that would be a hell of a match. Hell of a match. And, and, but here's the thing. Shawn Michaels at 50 years old and 50% is still better than guys at 110% today. Yeah. Enough said. I mean, yeah, I'm just left in shock because, I mean, it's amazing that everybody seems to be answering that same way, it being AJ. Uh, and, and I don't know. Even I don't know how to fully answer when people ask me the question, well, why do you think AJ Styles? It just, it just feels right that, you know, a lot of people see the similarities 
between the two of them. And, you know, AJ definitely works his butt off, always making everybody look good, including himself. So that would be something I would mm-hmm. definitely want to see. And you're right. A 50% Shawn Michaels is a lot better than 100% that most guys give nowadays. Not to defend anybody, but, again, the knowledge and wisdom that Shawn has right now at 50% would be a lot better than most. Of course. You know, I mean, Shawn's the man, dude. Put it to Shawn is the greatest in-ring performer of all time, dude. I've worked with them all. I've, I've talked to guys. Sean is the man, will always be the man. And what about Taker now? Like, we had you on before thinking that, you know, Undertaker's last match was against Roman. If that was it, uh, you know, that would be the end of Taker. It, all signs pointed to that. But now we're going to see Taker uh, in July at MSG for a, a live event. And it seems like he's willing to work more dates. You're a little surprised that uh, Undertaker, instead of slowing it down now, is kind of like taking more dates and uh, going to wrestle more? You know, I see it this way. If Taker can go out and be Taker, and, and once again, this, this alludes back to the Shawn Michaels thing. Taker at 50% is better than most guys at 100% because he's Taker. He's the draw. He's the dead man. I mean, people want to see that guy. I mean, you know, working with that guy was just incredible. I, I still go, fuck, man, I work with The Undertaker. But people want to see that, man. They, There's such a history because he is literally, I mean, you can say Cena was the face, The Rock was the face, but Undertaker has been that constant in WWE for almost 30 years now, man. And who doesn't want to see The Undertaker? Especially at MSG, or just see Taker in person, just to feel that gong and that music, that entrance. Dude, I mean, ew, I'm getting just bunch just thinking about that. Because that's what Taker brings, and that's what Taker means to the business. No, I agree with you, Marty. Uh, the only thing with me is that because I have such high praise for those types of individuals, granted I saw them in my childhood and seeing them now, I just don't ever want to look at them as, you know, for example, the larger-than-life characters. I would hate to ever see a Shawn Michaels or an Undertaker as, as human, you know, because they're that larger-than-life type of persona. But, no, I get your point, and I see it um, clearly. But somebody, for example, who I always love and enjoy their work too, and I know you know who I'm talking about here, that's none other than Chris Jericho. Goat. And yeah, the GOAT, greatest of all time in my opinion right now, and what he's done right now at this stage of his career, always being ahead of the, 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 the game and reinventing himself. And now what he's doing with New Japan, I mean, just a little 411 on you. I mean, what, what do you think in terms of now he's rivaling with NATO, he's going to be at Dominion at, at New Japan, just what he did with Kenny Omega at, at Wrestle Kingdom. It just seems like Chris Jericho is just, again, maybe, maybe you put him in the same echelon as Shawn Michaels. That mind is always thinking of what the next step is. Chris Jericho, to me, is the renaissance man of professional wrestling. And, and I tell kids this all the time. Kiddies, if you're listening, do what Chris Jericho's doing or do something similar to what Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is always on. He's always thinking. He's a businessman. Chris Jericho is always looking to tweak and to improve what he's doing as a performer, as an entertainer. People get stagnant. People get stale. Chris Jericho is a guy who is always thinking about the next thing whether he's doing his stuff right now he's thinking about what he's going to be doing in six months and that's how jericho thinks and and if a lot of people were on that type of you know uh thought process i think people would be a lot more successful chris jericho is an individual into himself man where he just has that type of instinct he knows what's going to work he's been doing this so long and the thing with Jericho is that he's been able to go into different fields with the music, the, the, the TV, the, the shows. I mean, 
He has his hand in every little cookie jar, and he's successful at everything that he does. And he does that for a reason, because he knows Chris Jericho. He knows that character. He knows who he is. And once people grasp that, I think people will, will be better off. But Chris Jericho is a renaissance man who is always going to be successful no matter what he does. And I love Jericho to death. And uh, if you've been following New Japan, just talk about this matchup with Naito. I mean, this is, again, another version of Chris Jericho. He's even called himself Chris Swerico uh, because of uh, hmm. all the uh, language he's been using in New Japan. Uh, you're looking forward to this matchup with Naito uh, at Dominion, and uh, how good was his matchup with Omega, too? Oh, you know, like the Omega thing was just, it was off the hook, man. It was great because, you know, a lot of people didn't get to see Chris Jericho in Japan when he was there. A lot of people didn't get to see, you know, Chris Jericho, you know, doing his his stuff, man. I mean, and what I mean by that is that he was able to go and, and, and do stuff and work a, a certain way, you know, where people weren't really, you know, accustomed to seeing Chris Jericho work. So he was able to go and work Omega the way Chris Jericho can work. And I think it surprised a lot of people. And a lot of people went back to go look at his older stuff and went like, oh, man, this guy can really go. You know, so that was great <laughs> to go see that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the final thing for me is, of course, everyone's talking about it. And we know one day we've got to, uh, you know, you know, one-on-one -on -one talk about uh, Mr. CM Punk. But do you think this whole thing, situation about podcasting and, you know, saying a couple things that maybe were kind of taken out of context, but to be able to be sued from that, do you think that's kind of overblown because, you know, this week uh, CM Punk has been acquitted along with Cole Cabana on any, you know, wrongdoing. Don't have to pay uh, Dr. Chris Amon anything, the WWE doctor, uh, for, uh, you know, kind of the, the defamation, or so to say, of character. Do you think it was just all far overblown and this thing uh, is just something that should have never really gotten to this point? Yeah, you know, it's it just something I think that, you know, when, when you're angry, you say stuff. And, and when you're, you're on a podcast, you know, it, it's a podcast. And, you know, I always like to go back to freedom of speech. You know, that, I mean, a lot of things are just being so censored and, and people are being sensitive to a certain extent. I get that. But at the same time, I mean, you know, especially with social media, there's so much out there today. And, you know, if things are said, okay, things are said. You know, if, if they're true, Okay, if they're not, okay. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I mean, people say stuff about me all the time. Do I care? No. You know, that's somebody's personal opinion of me. And I can't change that. You know, just like if I have something to say about somebody else, I'm not going to go make it public. I'm not going to go offend anybody. It's just like, that's how I feel. That's my opinion. And we're all entitled to an opinion, you know. And, and I think it just got blown away out of proportion and, you know, you move on. That's what I say. No, definitely. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a voice, and everybody has the uh, the right to either voice their opinion or not do it, depending on what the circumstances are. But you're right in terms of you know social media and the powerful tool that it is. I mean, I think you know the influence nowadays when it comes to promotion and it comes to you know content being distributed is so much more powerful now than it's ever been. You know, back to the days of the archaic times of tape trading. Uh, so now I look at something, for example, you, you spoke about you know uh, how professional wrestling now in terms of all the avenues there where talent has the opportunity to kind of hone their craft. I mean, something to me that's culminating, it's coming up pretty quickly in Chicago, Illinois, where CM Punk is from, is all in. 
And uh, my question for you, Marty, are you all in in terms of buying into what Cody and the Young Bucks are trying to do here in, in the sense that it seems like the fans, everyone's behind it. It's sold out in under 30 minutes. Uh, so, you know, what's the impact on there and what kind of message does that send now in terms of the state of professional wrestling? I, I think that it's showing that, you know, there, there's a, an audience for something other than WWE and more power to Cody, more power to the Bucks, more power to those guys who are doing this. And I, I really think that it's just proving something that, uh, that, that people are able to go out and, and, and do something other than WWE and, and put on a show like this where, again, going back to people working together and people benefiting from working together, I think this is just a prime example of, you know, bigger things to come. Yeah, most definitely. And, again, we're talking to Marty Elias here. He is senior uh, official for Lucha Underground, and that premieres this Wednesday, June 13th at 8 p.m. on L. Ray Network. Marty, uh, you've got this uh, coming up soon. You've got the premiere of Glow, which happens on June 29th on Netflix. And you also uh, have dabbed in a little bit of boxing here. Just give us a, uh, the scoop on uh, on The Contender, because uh, it got, uh, uh, I guess it got revived here by, uh, uh, what network was it? Uh, Epic. It's going to be on, uh, if you have cable service, uh, it's Epic. Uh, epics sorry um it uh drops i believe in october i believe you know of course you know i, I can't go into too much detail about it because everything is still on, on the download but uh i was asked to be a part of it by, from eric van wagen who's uh the showrunner for lucha underground and co-executive producer uh, josie lambert and uh it was great you know to be a part of it and i was actually the gym manager and that entailed and and uh, making sure that uh, the gym was uh, set up correctly, maintained. Uh, I, I was in charge of all the supplies, making sure that the boxers and contenders were taken care of with everything that they needed from tape to gloves to whatever. Um, I maintained everything. Uh, I actually set up the boxing rings, uh, fight night rings, and uh, you know just, just took care of all that good stuff. And of course, I did other things that I was asked of, and, you know, it was just being a part of a team, and it, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great show. I mean, for people who love boxing, you know, you, you have the great Freddie Roach, who is uh, one of the coaches, and you have uh, Nassim Richardson, who's the other coach, and the mentor for the show this season was Andre Ward. So it was great to be around this and, and to get a whole different perspective on what boxing really is, and, you know, to get a taste of that, it was like, man, this is – this is something cool, you know, and to find out that a lot of boxers are pro wrestling fans blew me away, blew me away. Yeah, don't you find it funny, Marty, that the fact when you look at, at boxing and uh, mixed martial arts, UFC, uh, it seems like all these uh, individuals, whether they're fighters or whether they're promoters, are all fans of professional wrestling because it feels like, and you know, I use the word steal in the humblest sense because you know everybody steals from everybody, but they like to take from what pro wrestling has in terms of promotion and use it for themselves with the trash talking, with the promoting, with all the, the stuff they do behind the scenes now. It looks like they're taking a little bit of wrestling into the world of mixed martial arts and boxing now. Yeah, and, you know, I, I see that from a whole presentation. And what I mean by that is the whole lights, the music, the, you know, just the, just the whole presentation in general. I mean, I mean you know, I, I've even seen some some pyro go off at some of these events too. And you just go like, Oh, they <laughs> took that from Vince. 
They took that from <laughs> WWE, you know, because it's all about presentation. And Vince has been doing this for years. You know, WWE has been doing it for years. And now to see different entities like boxing and MMA do this type of stuff, because it's all about presentation, you know. And, and even more so now, I mean, because, you know, that's what is grabbing people's attention is the presentation, you know. And then if you have a great presentation and you're able to deliver the goods, then, you know, people are going to buy into what you're selling. Yeah, not just in that, but in sports as well, NFL, Major League Baseball, soccer, even NHL. Marty, I cannot forever tell it the life of me when I last heard a Shinsuke Nakamura song playing in the background during an NHL game. I mean, it, it's crazy how, how much it's globally accepted by from all over the country and all sports in general. Yeah, and you know what's great? You see, like, uh, for example, like the, the Eagles and the you know, Houston Astros last year, you know, Triple H sent these guys, you know, WWE titles, you know, with their yeah. own custom plates, man. So, you know, and then you got people holding them up like LeBron. I mean, when they won, he was wearing an Ultimate Warrior T-shirt. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know I mean, people love pro wrestling, and, and people are starting to come out more and more and go, yeah, you know, I was a Hulk Hogan fan. I was an Ultimate Warrior fan. I was a macho man. I mean, you know, people are just coming out from all walks of life because, you know, it really has a, a really big, profound effect on people, and, and people grew up loving it, and they still do. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, Marty. Um, you know, just an awesome interview right now that you've given us. Uh, always love catching up with you. And it doesn't feel like an interview. Just we're just talking to Marty. Just, just shooting, catching shooting up, man. the breeze here. And uh, shooting the breeze, man. Exactly. Lucha Underground premieres again Wednesday, June thirteenth at eight p.m. Eastern on El Rey Network. Uh, and of course, talking to the senior official for Lucha Underground, Marty. Thank you so much, man. I, in fact, am so happy because all these doors in wrestling are opening up. And uh, I'm glad they're open up for you because, no, like the contender and, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you know, glow and everything like that. I'm so glad that doors are opening for good people like you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, of course, glow drops this month. I believe it's the 28th it dropped. 29th. Season 29th. 29th? 29th? Yep, okay. Season 2. See, and like, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Look at that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to help you out, Marty, because you got so many. You, you're you. booked. Yeah. I was about to say I'm in the same boat as Marty. I don't even know what day I'm in right yeah, now. Yeah, he's booked. So I'm, I'm here yeah. You know, I'm here for you, Marty. I'm not going to let you give the wrong date for glow because I'm not going to yeah, let that Yeah, happen. so the so the 29th, it, it drops, <laughs> which is going to be amazing. Season 2, you know, so if, if you enjoyed the first season of glow, you're really going to enjoy the second season. There's 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 some cool stuff happening, and I'm not going to give away anything, but hopefully uh, season three happens sooner than later as well. So uh, you know, fingers crossed on that. Um, the contender, of course, it drops in October. You know that that's going to be great. It's going to be on Epics, and of course, Glow is on Netflix. And Lucha Underground drops uh, next week, next Wednesday, on the LRA Network. And of course, I mean, if people want to, you know, get a little bit advanced on that, you can go to iTunes. And season four, you can actually watch season four as it's dropped, and it'll be right on iTunes. You can actually pre-order that right now, uh-huh. which is cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a blast. I'm looking to do more stuff. I mean, I'm kind of bummed. You know, I, I wasn't on the all-in, but, hey, you know what? Things happen for a reason, and, uh, you, know, you know, we'll see what happens, you know. Hopefully some stuff starts happening with AAA and, you know, the crash and Aerolucha and some other stuff that's happening. You know, uh, WOW is happening again with David McLean, Women of Wrestling. So I know I'll be a part of that. I know we're doing some tapings in October, which is going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And, um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff coming up. And, you know, I've actually been in touch with uh, Brooke Hogan's people as well. Oh, 
Oh, so, uh, we're looking yeah. forward to see yeah, what happens. So there's some cool stuff happening. Yeah. All right, yeah. where can we find you on uh, social media, man? Plug away. Uh, social media on Twitter. I actually changed my Twitter handle on Twitter, so it is now at the first Elias, and I did that for a reason. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> he's the, the very first, first Elias. Yeah. That's what I have to say. The I want to walk Elias. with Marty, not Elias. Exactly. <laughs> I want, yeah. you, you know, because because they said my name years ago before they even said his. So there you go. This is the true. First Elias. This nice. is true. At the first Elias on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is at Marty Elias 67. And on Facebook, just good old Marty Elias. Awesome, and, Marty. you know, if anybody's interested in booking me or getting in contact with me, they can email me for more information at bookmartyelias at gmail.com. The hustle is real, and so is Marty Elias, Jeff. Thank you, Marty. Thank you so much. Network, 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 brother. And hustle, too. Thanks, Marty. And hustle. All right, man. Awesome talking to Marty. I'm so glad that, uh, you know, he's doing awesome. We haven't caught up really since WrestleCon, so good to have Marty Elias on the High Spot Podcast. It's great to see that he's keeping busy. That's something that's never uh, since we first spoke to Marty and, and obviously met him at WrestleCon in New Orleans during WrestleMania weekend. He's always keeping busy. He's always looking and playing ahead and you know it, it's it's very inspiring for jeff you and i i can only speak for myself i'm, I'm assuming you uh in terms of, of seeing him and, and constantly always looking for newer things to do as we try to do here in the high spot podcast gives you that energy gives you that motivation hey listen look how hard marty's working i can work twice as hard yeah truly inspiring man it is all about hustling and networking and that's what we're trying to do and of course where has our hustle and networking got us got us all in man and yes. uh, of course we will be a part part of all in uh, labor day week in Chicago, Illinois. So it must have worked, basically. It must have. And then next week, we will uh, give you a chance to advertise with the Jersey Wrecking Crew and, uh, you know, promoters, promotions. Find out how you can get your name out there uh, because we will have a live show that week for Blog Talk Radio on the Cheap Pops Podcast Network. And again, Marty Elias, thank you so much for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at the first Elias because he is the one and only and the first Marty Elias, but trendsetter. We were talking about you know everything. We we're talking about how it is a great time to be a wrestling fan. All these promotions getting out there. Got to give it to Impact Wrestling, man. They're really making a name for themselves now. Listen, the fact that we're even talking about Impact Wrestling when we've kind of avoided it, you know, for as long as we could. Not because we didn't know about it or we didn't really want to talk about it. It's just because it just didn't feel like there was like oh you know let, let's wait to well, see what happens with this new leadership. Well, yeah, I, I was going to bring that point up. Uh-huh. I don't think we were avoiding it. I just think that it was just going through so many ups and downs in terms of management that uh, to, to talk about it, if we were going to talk about something a little before you knew it, the next week it was going to be completely irrelevant. So now they seem to have found their footing. They seem to be a lot more stable than they've ever been before. And, and it shows in terms of, you know, we, we've had several impact talent on the show talking about the stability of that locker room and everyone now striving in terms of having the motivation to do better and help each other out. So you kind of see it. You see it in the product. And, and definitely not being part of the calls, the conference calls that we're, we're a part of now, definitely showcase the fact that they're definitely going out there to make sure that whatever impressions you had of the old Impact or TNA uh, are long gone. They want to kind of uh, you know rise out of the shadows of that. And, of course, they had their press conference. Slammiversary will be uh, on July 22nd in Canada, and the main event will be Austin Aries and Moose. Austin Aries uh, made some uh, – 
uh, news for himself. He combined the Grand Championship and the Impact Championship uh, and made it one. So now there is one undisputed champion in TNA, and that is Austin Aries, and that will be your main event. Johnny Impact returns, like we were talking with uh, Marty Elias, too. He returns to Slammiversary for Impact Wrestling. So, uh, And, of course, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards uh, with an amazing matchup in the woods, too. And uh, you can listen to uh, you know uh, the comments from the teleconference that they had there. Uh, because we will be speaking to the wife of Eddie Edwards and her thoughts on what it was like to be able to witness that matchup in the woods, the street fight unsanctioned between Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards, trendsetter. Uh, man, I mean, you know, just so much going on in wrestling, too. We got Money in the Bank next week. Uh, we'll give you a preview on that, too, as uh, it is as their go-home go show for Money in the Bank. I think everything's starting to take place now for WWE as they head to Chicago themselves. you got TakeOver. You've got Money in the Bank. So it's going to be a very, very, very busy you know week for pro wrestling. And, of course, we'll talk about Dominion and all that great stuff, man. All that great stuff and, and so much more because there's just so much more stuff to, to, to look forward to, you know, especially the fact that, yeah, we'll be, we'll be talking about Dominion. We'll be previewing uh, Money in the Bank like you just said and, and looking at you know, the results of Impact and previewing Slam Slammiversary and all stuff like that and looking forward to you know, Lucha Underground coming out next week uh, on Wednesday on the, and on, on the All El Rey Network. So um, definitely excited and, and a lot more stuff that you and I have kind of ventured ourselves into. But, again, it's great because it's keeping us busy. It's keeping you guys content because you know we do it for you guys the crew and it's so exciting because you know what every day is now different it's not always the same thing something to look forward to and you know Trista, before we go is like i said we always have a busy schedule we always pull on our plate it's a two-man job operation here and we hope to expand one day on the high spot podcast but you know talk about this one thing as far as documentaries and we've saw we've seen the rick flair one and one that we finally got a chance to catch up with two recently has been the mr Ronaldo one too and uh, bipolar ro- uh, rock and roller uh, that we saw in Showtime, and uh, just really quick though, um, you know, it's something that I think that has been, um, I guess, not too much publicized, and that is mental awareness and mental illness, and just the fact that this, I think, really takes a big step in mental awareness, and to see somebody, especially in the wrestling community, you know, deal with the battles every day uh, on a daily basis. Uh, it's something that was eye-popping. That's the first thing that I noticed about Morrow because you're thinking, okay, he has his episodes here and there, but no, this is a constant struggle for Morrow. And when you see him on NXT and you see him the way he is, you're like, okay, you know, he's a normal, normal guy. But no, there are stuff that he deals with. And again, it's a daily um, you know, battle with, uh, you know, uh, for Morrow. And again, I just left impressed by him and you know, what he goes through. I think when it comes to the situation, Jeff, of mental awareness or mental illness, I think nobody really talks about it. They avoid it, not because they're afraid or they're ashamed of it, just they don't understand it. And whenever you don't understand something, it becomes to the point you want to avoid it. And I think most people, including myself, I'll I'll put myself in that category, kind of knew that Mauro Ronaldo is dealing with mental issues, pipe bipolar disorder yeah i think looking at the documentary i didn't know how extensive it was that's what was i it was a huge eye-opening uh for me to see that documentary i felt um i wouldn't say pity but i felt like i wish i could do something to help out 
and you know to see what he's done there. And unfortunately, people only talk about mental illnesses, Jeff, nowadays when something tragic happens, uh, when somebody takes their own life, or there's a uh, you know I hate to say it, but there's a, a situation where there are a lot of casualties involved now, uh, and then people want to talk about mental awareness. It's something I think needs to be addressed more, needs to be talked about. But again, I, I look at somebody like Morrow and look at him and what he deals with on a day-to-day basis. I couldn't begin to imagine what he goes through. But to see where he is and how he's come off on the other side, it's still a constant battle for him. But, you know, if anybody's dealing with the same scenario that he's dealing with to the same extent or even something minor, maybe it can be an inspirational story for the fact that there are people that are supporting him, like WWE supporting him on their platform. Other places like Showtime never uh, gave up on him when he thought it was over and he was going to be let go because of his issues of being hospitalized and having to deal with that so many times. Uh, it could be an inspirational thing. And you see Mauro Ronaldo and WWE and other uh, other places taking that now and to try to turn into a positive aspect that, you know, there is no cure. There is no treatment for it now. But maybe down the road, maybe in the future, not five years down the road, but maybe 20, 30, 40 years down the road, there will be an ability now when you do have something like this that it can be, uh, it can be maybe not cured, but it can be taken care of. I had no idea that Frank Shamrock was his business manager. Oh, yeah. Uh, I knew, I I knew that. that. I, I knew that. That's something else I didn't know, too. I knew that because they had a, a, a good relationship and a partnership. And, and that, not only that, but also, um, uh, I forget his name. It escapes me. But with Frank Shamrock. Um, Bass Rutten. Bass Rutten. There you go. I was going to say Ross for some reason. Bass Rutten there. Uh, it, it became a huge partnership because you know Frank and Boss were so interlinked in terms of management for yeah. Elite XC and, and things like that, or Pride that was on Showtime, or not on Showtime, but they were on different networks. And, and uh, Pride, right? Pride. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned Pride. So they developed a, a great relationship because it was really all the three of them going to Japan and kind of becoming aware of it. And the thing that I love, and I've told you countless times, if you need to watch this documentary, just go on YouTube, guys, tap in the word Frank Shamrock. I think it's called Fight for Glory. The story of Frank Shamrock and where he came from and what he's done with his life and who he is now, you would never think he was this vicious, amazing mixed martial artist. He's more of a, a philosopher in a sense of, of always trying to connect the mind with the body. It's just a great story. And you know, to have somebody like Frank Shamrock in your, on your side and in your help corner. you out too because you know, part of mental awareness and to be healthier is eating right. Training, and that's what Mario Ronaldo was doing there, shows you that you can change your lifestyle in that way that, you know, it helps you uh, with that aspect of bipolar disorder. It it tones you down. And then, of course, too, the medical marijuana use and the controversy that that is because in California you're allowed to medicate with marijuana. And here in uh, New York, the metropolitan area, that may be happening sooner than later. So it opens up that door whether medical marijuana should be legalized everywhere. And I'm the believer that if there's anything out there that helps you, it should be legalized. So I am all for uh, you know legalizing medical marijuana because I think it helps. I think that uh, a lot of people don't, again, like you said, like mental awareness and bipolar disorder. I, I, I believe the same thing. People just have this stereotype of what marijuana is and like, oh, it's the get high drug. Yeah. And you realize that it has medical benefits and what it can do for people. I mean, I've heard people that have like not only bipolar disorder but other you know, ailments that it helps them too. So, you know, why not approve something that's going to help everybody? And people, Jeff, people still have the same situation when it comes to the, the term steroids. I think steroids are really basically people who are trying to get gigantic yeah, and big yeah. and muscle heads when it really can be used, for example, people who are dealing, for example, with HIV, use steroids to help their immune system battle this, this terrible, yeah. this terrible yeah, illness. It's controlled and-, and it's controlled. Yeah. And, you know, I've never been somebody in terms that, you know, I was kind of 
if or and in terms of medical marijuana, but in terms of it's more natural than anything because when you we talk about medication. It's so easy, especially when you have mental disorders. Say, oh, we're just going to medicate you. Sometimes and, and, that has a worse effect than actually what the person's dealing with at that the time. Side effects, yes. uh, the mood swings. You get worse. You gain weight, and you're dealing with all any other drug kind you of take, stuff. whether it's prescription or over the counter. Like for example, a Tylenol or an Advil has a side effect to it. Yeah. So uh, I think most people need to be aware of maybe, for example, next time you have a headache, maybe it's not so easy to go pop in a couple of aspirin, but maybe try to deal with it in a different way. And not be so reliant on medication. So a lot of stuff learned about this, and I do recommend anybody, uh, you know, whether you're a wrestling fan, whether you know somebody with mental uh, uh, illness with bipolar disorder, whether you know maybe you're some suffering from it, but you're afraid to speak up and you want help. You know, this is a great way for you to um, you know open your eyes to it and learn, and maybe get the help you that you need. Because if someone like Maranalo can you know control it and he can do what he's doing. And awesome that he's known what he's wanted to do since he was five, since he was four. God bless you know? him. I'm still and, trying and, to figure that out. Yeah, and, and for him to keep going and even all the obstacles in his way, I think is inspiring. And for everybody that's like, oh, well, I can't do it because of this. Well, I mean, you've got somebody that's got, you know, what Mara's going through and he's pushing through and he's pulling through and he's calling McGregor versus, uh, you know, uh, versus Mayweather. He's, Mayweather, he's doing Pacquiao. NXT takeover. Exactly. You know, he is uh, what people – People love his voice. And, you know, there are the critics like Taz who doesn't, you know, not a big fan of Morrow. He's not your cup of tea. But you know what? He's doing it, and he is working for Showtime. He does have the backing, uh, you know, for uh, MMA. He does have the backing from WWE. So, I mean, it's great to see, and Morrow and like, it's inspiring. And something like what Marty said too, right? I mean, not everybody's going to be pleased by something. If Morrow Ronaldo is not your cup of tea, that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to listen to him. But for so many people, he is. And one last thing for me, Jeff, if any point I can get across or matches that I got from it all is the mere fact that, you know, for somebody dealing with, with, with this mental, uh, he calls disease, you're not alone. It's not something to be shameful about at all. That's yeah. what I got from it. Definitely not, too, because this is uh, we're at a stage here uh, in the world and in the country where, you know, speak up, man. Speak up and get that help. Because you should not go through things alone, uh, especially any kinds of depression or bipolar disorder. Just anything, man. Speak up. Get the help that you need because you know there are people out there with the same ordeal. Trendsetter, uh, again, that is bipolar rock and roller, and he takes that nickname now. Uh, you know, and he with wears pride. it with pride, and that's on Showtime. You can get it on demand now and watch it. A huge. Huge recommendation by the High Spot Podcast. Trendsetter, you can listen to us on the Cheap Pops Podcast Network. It is Brian Fritz and Michael Wiseman's baby. They are the flagship show there uh, with Between the Ropes, which uh, you can listen to every Wednesday. You can listen to the Cosmic Geppetto. Sports guys talking wrestling with Stu Myers and Justin Simmons. They will be all in as well. Stick to the gimmick. Uh, they recap everything NXT heading to TakeOver. I'm sure they have a great uh, preview show for that. We're also on the Shining Wizards and B-Plus Player Radio Networks. You can listen to the Kickin' Ass Podcast with Jesse and Andy. Shot of Wrestling and Outsider's Edge with, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the best ring announcer in the biz, Mark Adam Haggerty. Love you, Mark. And you guys have been listening to the High Spot Podcast. We appreciate you guys, the members of the crew that do listen to it. And also, follow us on YouTube, getting those likes and subscribes. We're getting close to 500, believe it or not, guys. Please keep checking it out. Tell your friends, share it. We appreciate it, and we do that content for you guys as well. So, for the Jersey Bracket Crew, my tag team partner, Jeff Martin, I am the trendsetter, Brian Berger. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We will catch you guys next week, and remember, don't feel sad, because again, we'll be back 
because we do this for one reason and one reason only, and you guys know what it is. It's for you, the crew. Oh, yeah! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.